Hi, so this is Tom Cruise, and this is uh, Joe Kaczynski, and we are we Joe are here Tom. to talk about this little movie we made called Oblivion. <laughs> and then right there, you just saw kind of what was fun was we got to do a little storytelling right off the bat with the Universal logo. You saw that Tet orbiting the destroyed planet Earth there. I love the music. M83 has never done a score before, and I think that you know immediately that uh, you needed a unique sound, and, and what you did with them was incredible. Okay, now we got the opening here. Earth, before the war. New York, before I was born. A place I've only seen pictures of. Now, when you look at this script, the structure's really interesting and it's challenging because with any film, no matter what it is, you're bringing them into the world, the tone of the film. And right at the beginning, there's, particularly with sci-fi, uh, there's more of a language with sci-fi today than even 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember, you know, there was just a lot of talk because we're, there's also the technology of this world that we're setting up. And it's, you know, it's, this is a character piece. We've got, you know, three, four three characters. Three or four main characters, yeah. And the decision to open with the Jack's internal uh, struggle before the external one, I think, was, was the right choice because we really wanted people to be drawn into his psyche. But the questions I ask, she doesn't. The things I wonder about, she won't. It's been half a century since the scavengers destroyed our moon. Forced to leave their own dying planet, they came to take ours. Without the moon, the Earth was thrown into... Look at that, it's beautiful Iceland. Incredible, I remember you showing me uh, what you wanted to create with this story uh, right from the beginning. The emotional tone you wanted, the characters, visually, it was so in-depth and accurate. I've lost the planet, left it contaminated, most of it uninhabitable. Well, Iceland turned out to be just a yep. treasure trove of amazing imagery. All these opening shots, uh, obviously except for this one, were shot uh, on location in Iceland. Yeah, I don't know where you found that, that piece. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah, that was a splinter unit we sent off. Pick that one up. Well, almost everyone. Look at that. Until our tour is complete, Vic and I do our job. So now we're in the Sky Tower, um, which was, uh, you know, kind of an experiment in terms of how to make that set work. Um, we decided not to go with any blue screen or green screen. This, All these shots were shot our first day in the Sky Tower using the uh, front projection, which um, after that first day, I knew it was going to work, which was... The most beautiful um, set I've ever been on. And how you lit it, that's the light. That's how you lit it. Okay, so every little piece, like that photo, an effective team. You know, when, when an audience, I mean, we're not giving spoilers away because if you're listening to this, you, you already have seen the film. But in every step, we're, we're setting up character, story, technology, uh, behavior. Every shot was really scrutinized and we spent a long time talking about performance. Me, I'm not so sure. I can't shake the feeling that Earth, in spite of all that's happened, Earth 
I love this, uh, you're staging this opening, Joe. Yeah, this is the, I think, one of the first shots on the stage. And after that shot, I knew, I knew it was all gonna work. But every moment, there's the 49. So much information. We knew that information, the audience was gonna be absorbing yeah. in the first three minutes of this movie so that's probably where we spent most of our effort was just crafting that first three minutes to get everything that we needed to get yep. in there jack harper tech 49 everything is there's the engine startup the tet iconography yeah showing that everything's part of this very kind of controlled system that's been created for jack look at that this is the bubble ship it's such a cool design, Joe. I, I hope someone builds it one day. Yeah. <laughs> that is a real uh, prop that I'm in that was designed around my body. And the world of Vika, her drone status, her map, her hydro rig status. Uh, Andrea is, what a chameleon when she came in. Yep. And Red, you and I looked at each other immediately and went, oh my God. I was so relieved yeah. because yeah. The, the, the search was over at that point. I yeah. Knew and her talent, uh, the level of specificity and emotion, uh, incredibly courageous. Now here's, here's a performance that, uh, we'll talk more about it, but look at the hydro rigs. Setting up the hydro rigs, setting up the drone patrols, showing that they're all numbered. Our first shot of a drone here. Now, what, what I love what you've done, Joe, with the film is you're playing with the language of, of sci-fi, the language of romance. Uh, so many different elements that, that you wonderfully tip your hat to, and yet the story itself is, is, is totally original. The characters are original. Um, you know, when you look at the Empire State Building, which is, comes from uh, An Affair to Remember, you yeah. know, you're dealing in romantic iconography, sci-fi iconography, and yet, yet it's, it's yours. It's your story. It's, it's very original. Here we're seeing the, the kind of system as it's been put in place, the way that uh, Vika sends Jack off to his assignments. Her, the kind of role she plays in the relationship with Sally and Mission Control, always kind of working between uh, her technician and and Mission. We've got Mission Sally putting pressure on them constantly. Yeah, and you look at even just the static on that, and as the story progresses, you know this this film and the performances are it's haiku. You know, there's a, there's a simplicity uh, that we had to reach with performance. Yeah, with the, with the sparse amount of dialogue in this film, it's really about behavior and, and the subtlety of behavior. And, and, you know, we were always thinking not only about the first time you watch the film, but on the second time, you're going to see... And we'll point out those moments. Well, the uh, subtlety and the specificity, even when you look at Sally, okay, just the composition of framing the other people out, how the Tet is cropped in. Cropped in. Yep. You know, 
because you think at this point in the film they've dealt with many different Jack and Vickers and the fact that they're asking are you an effective team and the fact that you know they co-piloted the Odyssey together yep. but they're not meant for each other. The relationship is slightly flawed. Uh, Mission has seen that these these teams after a certain amount of time ultimately break down. Yes. And it's constantly monitoring. Are you an effective team? Yes, for that that crack in the relationship. And and at this point in the film, we've we've established they are uh, an effective team. Although we've already seen little hints that Jack is questioning and is and is dreaming of another woman, which is uh, obviously uh, a problem. Yeah, another woman, and also his affinity for the for Earth. And the trajectory of two different dreams, two yep. different futures that yep. each one wants. Now the stadium, of course. Uh, I love this set, shot entirely uh, in Iceland, northern Iceland. Very, very chilly, very cold. Here we see the. Uh, the fact that everything Jack needs to do repairs kind of in the back of the bubble ship and this first clue that this is a this is a guy who uh, longs for another time with the old Yankee cap yep see because in this region you see that as the story goes on and when you get through it you see that these are things that he knows that's just part of who he is his makeup the Yankees baseball you know, even in this stadium, see, 2017, because when he's on the Odyssey, this is the game that he missed. Yep. This and is the game that he was going to come back and and see. And that's what makes that this Jack special. Why, when people ask why Tech 49, it's because, well, Tech 49 was stationed in the region that he had yeah. memories of. So he's already primed for um, memories because there is glimpses of places he's been before that are gonna seep into his consciousness so here yeah here you hear him talking about a uh, a game he says he read about this or heard about this and ultimately we'll see if you look closely you'll see the sports illustrated that illustrates this exact game is sitting on the top of the magazine pile in Jack's uh, Crater Lake home yeah right and this here. is the game that he mentions in the that Sally from Houston mentioned which he missed. Him. Yeah, he wanted to see it when he got back. There's another important moment, the bubblegum. Um, the reason the bubblegum's there is because it's the whole reason why techs exist on this planet. Humanity have a, an ability to improvise, and, and the fact that Jack fixes an unfixable drone with a piece of bubblegum shows why humans are valuable in this world and kind of starts, when, when you watch the film a second time, now you realize why the tech uses Jack in the first place for moments just like that. A drone could never fix itself, but a human being using a little bit of ingenuity can can do something. And that's gonna that's why she uses technicians, but it's also the key to yeah. why uh ultimately uh the Tet's mission fails. Now remember originally we were going to uh you know we we're going to have the drone kill the dog. Yep. Just to set up that immediately yep it was, was always a, we we struggled back and forth and had many conversations yes yes the drone once the drone came alive it was going to smoke the dog right there in front of jack and um ultimately we we figured that 
killing the dog at the beginning of the movie might not uh, might not sit well, and uh, and felt like we could do it with this kind of showdown between Jack and also be able to show this kind of notion that as long as scavengers stay still and with their cloaking device, they are able to remain undetected, which yeah. is the purpose of this shot here. And also clear, you know, look at that. We have drone vision. Yep. We're setting up that technology. Now, the sound design for this is just spectacular. Yeah. Well, I remember the first time you showed it to me. I was, it is very cool. Well, and that I, drone is terrifying and very cool. I've been, you know, I've been wanting to work with Ren Kleiss for a long time. Um, and uh, thankfully on this job, I finally got the opportunity and him and the whole sound team up at Skywalker. <laughs> it's just an uh, incredible team. We worked a really hard on the it's sound design job. of this movie. And this is Earl's Peak. Yep. This is actually shot in, again in Iceland, beautiful Iceland. We actually went up to the, had a helicopter, all of our equipment up um, to get those shots. And uh, that's certainly one of those yep. days I'll never forget. The amount of time and layers it takes, you know, we, we spent over a year talking about, look at this, this is. Yeah, this is, this is, you can already see her ignoring his reservations about leaving and simply focusing on the notion of two more weeks and we're going to tighten. No matter how many times Jack brings up this notion of questioning the decision to leave, Vika always changes the subject very subtly and very effortlessly. And that, you know, I think that's an example of Andrea's just kind of genius in the part is that idea to really get to the core of what Victoria is all about. And that is just staying focused on this dream. Yeah, not wanting to, not being able to see it any other way. See it any other way. That's the choice of living in oblivion or, you know, seeking the truth. And they're just little hints, but I had a but little we crash a... there on that. Yes, <laughs> when I did, did yeah, jump. one <laughs> we... amazingly popped up unhurt, which I, I still fine. don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> if you watch it in slow motion, <laughs> that's on the specials. You'll see that. Yeah. That was so much fun riding this motorcycle across uh, this desert. Yeah, I mean, uh, we I think we chased uh, it for about forty-five minutes. Desert, or what do you, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it, was... it was called. Uh, Dragon's Lake is what it was called. I think we chased you for about 45 minutes um, on that bike, getting some of that footage. Now, all these moments talking about, you know, we're dealing with different kinds of technology and the specificity that you have to have with storytelling of the equipment, you know, I, I just know actors, you know, we're dealing a lot with a lot of different kinds of technology. You know, that's why I'd spend a lot of time with you asking you, and we'll talk about it further. Just combing through, like, okay, what am I looking at here? What are we doing? And just talking every moment out uh, so that I'm, you know, like a kid playing in the backyard, you know, right. when you're... But there's a games, purpose to I'm, every motion. Exactly, yeah. but I also know so that I can create that for you and be present with that. Love that bubble bike. Thank you for it. I got it for my birthday. You're welcome. When, when I can't wait. I really want to see you in Los Angeles on that. I know. You will. And there's the Ted, of course. That is 
how it would look like a shadow in the sky yeah, in the setting, distance. The idea of it setting now at the end of the day, yep. trying to get in the notion of 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Again, yep. we see this mysterious uh, being uh, observing Jack as he drops into this sinkhole. Requesting backup to his location ASAP. And what you're seeing here is the Rose Reading Room of the New York Public Library. We Beautiful built it set. at about 80% actual size. Um, but I, I like the idea of it being like a tomb, very well preserved. Uh, you'll see in the background the what we call the scav trap. That's the net that the scavs used to capture the drone in the first There's place. The book. the book is on the table. That was laid there for Jack. He spots the drone, or what looks like the drone. Vic has lost contact. Now, the camera that you used... The F-65. Yes. It was darker to the eye than it was yeah. when recorded. This so whole set is lit with two lights. It's lit with one light coming down through the shaft in the ceiling and the flashlight. That's all we use to, to light this set. And, and key to making, really, this whole movie work was that camera, the F-65, which is rated at about 800 ASA. It's a very sensitive camera. We shot with master primes, which are, are lenses that are able to pull in a tremendous amount of light. And not only to allow us to pull this scene off, but more importantly, the Sky Tower set only could have been done using the kind of technology we had available yeah. right before we started shooting. Look at that. It's so beautifully lit and shot. Look at the, the blacks are black, but we're not losing depth. Source lighting, yeah, we're only using source lighting. Well, which here. is staggering because, and how you lit it though, we're not, it just doesn't fade to black. We're not losing. Uh, shadow detail. Shadow detail. Yep. Now a little short sequence like this, about 10, 15 seconds long, this is basically a day of shooting which people don't realize. About two days. Maybe more. <laughs> Our first glimpse of scavs in the flesh. We're just getting kind of quick glimpses there. There's one in the background. Yeah. We get that first hint of the, the style of motion and movement the scavs have adopted yep. in order to avoid being detected by the drones. This first one, I smashed my knee yep. hard here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got knocked out. I know you won't admit it, but I, I saw you at least have a gray out there think, for a second. When I jumped across, I actually did the whole thing in one shot. Yep. And I, I crushed took a hard knee. Hit, and my knee turned into a grapefruit. I remember looking at you and yep. saying, okay, let's shoot this quickly. Yep. We had before. to shoot before your knee swelled up, which it was already which eventually did. I said yeah. before the pain got too much, you know. But what I don't understand is the second fall. jump was even further with yeah. the injured knee, so I don't, I don't know how that worked. I didn't works. want to hit it again. Boom. There's you another tough that. one, yep. Okay, now Jack's surrounded. Our first hint of the voice scrambling that the scavs use. Yeah. Again, the sound design of this, where you just now see the... The way the drone scans, and then its first warning tone, which we'll hear a lot in this film. And now the destructive power of the drone is finally shown. I love this next shot. Look at these guys, right? 
there. Yeah. Boom. And then the helmet comes. Yeah. <laughs> that's just awesome. So that's an example. Now listen to this sound. Go yeah. on. Sorry. I was going to say, well, the, the example of how, you know, the, the scav technology to cloak themselves works most of the time, obviously. And once they've been caught red-handed like this and are scrambling away, there is yep. no there is no escaping the power of the drones. And here even we see Jack's relationship with the drones is a bit tenuous at times. Um, knowing that he's one kind of microprocessor yeah. away from uh, being dusted Vaporized. himself. Yeah. Those are real lasers that went across. Yeah, we used practical lasers, which was uh, key to kind of getting that, yep. that, that light effect. Now, here's this book. You just know that... It's an important moment here. Morgan left that, you know, he knows the curiosity of Jack. Here's this beautiful book that he saw earlier. He sees again, you know, that Morgan had left it on the table for him. Yep. Again... Here we are back in Iceland. This is this shot was done at about ten forty-five or eleven o'clock at night, yeah. I think. So yeah. this is an example of why you go to Iceland in the summer. The light was basically like this for about three or four hours. Just like this, it was stunning. Yeah, this was probably done closer to eleven thirty or maybe even midnight. This shot. Yeah, I think I went snowmobiling on a glacier after this. <laughs> probably. Now we're back at the sky tower. Look at the lighting again. That's all in camera. That's all in camera those clouds that you photographed atop a volcano in Hawaii. And now another flashback, another important moment, this glimpse of another life, another person. There's 109. Drone 109, the... Drone that's left there. The endless project. Yeah, the endless project, yep. the drone that's left there to vaporize them if they're no longer an effective team. And then they, yes. you know, they would do a reset. Yes, they keep asking for shielding for this, this Drone 109, and it never yes. seems to show up. But we realize, you know, that that's probably all uh, intentional yep. on Sally's In part. case, it's just when it, when it doesn't work out. Now here's the introduction of Horatius. Yep, I'll be right there. We see Jack's hiding things from Vika for the first time, and we see her aware of that, but kind of ignoring not, it. Yeah, ignoring it. That's an important kind of concept here. And now another important concept, the idea of the flower. Without armor, she's a sitting duck. Well, I'll talk to Sally about that shielding in the morning. I guess. This is a very important scene, you know, uh, for the for the first act of this film. This is the first time we really understand better the dynamic between uh, Jack and Vicka with the presentation of this this flower he found for her on the service. Yeah, structurally, you've got to create a vacuum for Julia to come into. It's 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 kind of. Uh, an emotional vacuum. Yeah. And this is kind of where it starts, right here. Yeah, I mean, you see it, and he's questioning the beginning, but now we're in with this, their dynamic, where it's, you know, it feels like this perfect life at the beginning, except for him questioning in the voiceover, but just their actions, and then you just start to see... There's something wrong here. It's a flower. Yeah, that's not the point. It's that we are so close to the end, and the last thing that we need is you putting it all at risk. 
And now we see Vika starting to manipulate him a little bit by the change in tone. She's apologizing in a way for what happened earlier. And Jack's gonna, again, he's gonna bring up something that happened this day that he can't quite figure out. And her reaction again is, this reaction she gives coming up here is really exemplifies her, her character. Yeah, both of them, it's really interesting playing it and we spent a lot of time talking about it. This look right here, I love it. Yep. He brings up the notion of the scabs trying to capture him and she she wipes it away like it was never asked. It yes. just instantly turns the scene into a seduction. Yep. She refuses to engage with Jack on any of the questions he has about this world. Two more weeks, she's thinking. I mean, she's just, this is just a great performance. She's so talented. Jack left again, not able to kind of engage with her on these things he wants to talk about. Yep. But he she knows doesn't want to doing. engage, but she's so elegant in how she plays it. And also utilizing a set. I mean, this is just such a beautiful set, a beautiful scene. Joe, the lighting. And it's. How do I keep his mind away from these questions? Just focused on focused on me, focused Two on our future. Weeks. And we can get off this place and he won't be asking these questions anymore. Yes. But Jack is gonna try again here, which I love. He for the third time now, he's gonna he's gonna try one more time to get Vicka to come down to the surface to see yeah, something and as the else. Film goes on, you just see. Now look at her performance here, so you should come with me sometime before we leave. There's a place I found I'd like to show you. I'll show you something. And there she twists his words again. Yeah. It's just At this point, he's got to go along yep. with it. You know, I mean, you just look at that. This is this is an example where you're looking at a set, uh, the lighting, the music. I mean, this really is the seduction of Vika of the world and her dream. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is her dream. Pulling him into wants. pulling him into this world, and here it is. Very beautiful, Joe. This uh, God. The persistence of this memory still pounds through with this shot. Yes. Because Jack also is... He can't, he can't fight this. He this memory, it. it's coming more and more present. And you start to understand why at the five-year mark, these teams start breaking down. Yeah. It's because the memories of Julie are so strong, he can't escape it. No matter how well this world is constructed, how convincing Vicka is... And um, oh. yeah, and it's tragic. And I think the way you know we talked about, you talked about, that Andrea wanted to do. It's not. She's not unlikable. No. In any way. And, and, and no, it's like she is on this trajectory, and the world is just pounding in on her now. And with each scene, the stakes, the pressure is being turned up. On pressure is being turned up. It was a six-stage meltdown from inside the hydro rig's core. 
It's offline permanently. Tower 4-9, you have put the whole operation at risk. I need to know exactly what happened. Jack believes the scabs weaponized one of the stolen fuel cells and got it into the suction. Tower hold. Tower? We've got a rogue signal in grid 37. Are you seeing this? Yes. It's gotta be scab. It's not one of ours. Jack. The signal's being directed off-planet. So here we set up the scavengers are their plan is kind of going into motion at the at right at this time and this is the question of why is this story happening now and that's yep. all these events are leading up to the arrival of julia they're all connected Nine is combat ready as soon as you get that shielding we can cover the remaining rigs with drones in the field i've run the numbers we enter the numbers up here tower i'm tasking the drones to defensive positions copy our job is to run those rigs. Your directive is to protect them. We Pressure's increasing on Vika. Mission's coming down hard. We've just lost a hydro rig. Are you an effective team? And Vika's answer is instant. Jack? You're right on top of it. Do you have a visual? Jack? Yeah, I got it. Now again, you're playing with this iconography uh, of the Empire State Building. Right. It is a romantic piece of, of real estate in cinema. Yep. In fact, I don't know if you remember, but while we were scouting, well, you must remember, while we were scouting the Empire State Building, a couple proposed right in front yes. of you. Yes. Had you take their picture. I mean, literally what we were going to do in the script happened on that actual location while yes, we were scouting when we, went, it. we just looked at each other. Yeah, it was just, pretty stunning. He came over and had, you know, said, would you mind? Taking right, a picture. Right in front of us, he said, I, I want to stand here in front of you. <laughs> It was beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, and literally right on the spot where, yep. on this spot, we saw a yep. proposal take place. There you see uh, 6th Avenue, just off uh, on the right side. All the avenues are kind of canyons in the earth. Yeah. I was now lucky this... to visit Petra in Jordan uh, about 10 years ago, and, and that was kind of the inspiration for this, these New York canyons kind of carved into the earth. Now we're in Baton Rouge, so that little switch there from Iceland to Baton Rouge um, was a, a tricky one, but I think we pulled it off pretty seamlessly. Yeah, yeah you can't tell it's seamless. I tell you, I love the uh, wardrobe design. It's in incredible. Uh, Marlene Stewart, our man, uh, costume I mean, designer, really... very talented, did a great job. It's those, you know, every element is important uh, in a film and a story. Uh, things that you don't want to think about when you're watching the film. No. But it just feels part of the world. Uh, it doesn't feel emotionally disconnected, you know, which is very hard in a science fiction, I think. Yep. It's much more easier in a reality-based... Uh, I mean, each one has its own challenges, but this is... Takes a lot of everything has to be selected. Everything in a movie like this, everything has to be designed. You can't really buy a lot off the shelf. No.
Take 49, check your calls. You know, and also, again, establishing there's the radiation zone. And, of course, we know beyond the radiation zone why the radiation zone is there. But you have to see Jack's POV, so you see that it's a it's a construction on the, you know, it's a virtual on construction a, on, on his... Around the full perimeter. Yep. Keep in contact, just let me know where you are. Again, that that is Iceland right there. That's yeah. real. We see him go off signal once he dives into the canyon. We start to understand the rules of this world that when you dive into certain sections below the surface, that you can you can disappear for a little bit. Yeah, and this this piece of real estate we're you know we're coming up. This is still Iceland, but Crater Lake is uh, in Mammoth. Yep, up near June Lake. Yep. Now called Lake Oblivion, I'm told, which is, is that right? Cool. Lake yep. Oblivion. Putting this in there and talking about, you know, when people see the film a second time, they realize that he was just absolutely—he couldn't help it. He's absolutely compelled to build this dream that he had mm -hmm. for he and Julia uh, by a lake. Yep. He himself is a scavenger. Yep. You know, they call him scavs, but he, that's who, you know, he's building and, and saving and creating. Which is a human, I think is something, is very human. It makes, yeah. It's what we all do. It's, and and his, especially the specificity of each thing he chooses, we find out later why he's chosen that, whether it's the monkey or the sunglasses. The books. Or the, the those books. Tale of Two Cities kind of has an interesting kind of resonant quality yep. to it. The magazine. basketball you know here he is creating this world for himself and this desire and those dreams that he had so many years ago and even this song yes. we'll find out later that this song the reason he loves this song is for a very specific reason and i always love the lyrics too because yeah. it seems to kind of be right for his state of mind at this exact Haunting. point in the film But now, specifically, I decided not to put any people in these flashbacks. I like the idea that they were kind of incomplete. You see later that, in fact, the observation deck was crowded with people. But when Jack remembers it, it's just her. her. It was and beautiful shooting at this location, yeah. by the way. It was so important to... A different look for the film. And, a, and an emotion for the audience. Yep. Now here's Julia coming in. You feel a, a relief when you come into this, yep. that there's hope for the planet. It's yep. hope. It's the real first piece of green we've seen in the movie yet. Yeah, and right away, you know, we talk about these little moments of Jack's, like, what's happening? There's something underneath. There's nothing that's going to stop him from going there. No. An object came down in one 
The Tet's going to do everything it can to keep Jack from going to this thing. Because the truth is, the Tet doesn't know what it is either. Because um, the entire crew was in Delta sleep yeah. in those shielded pods, it was essentially a piece of space junk yes. until the SCAF signal brought it yeah. down to the surface. And of course, Tet just wants him as far away from anything. Just do your job. Yep. The drones are going to take care of it, is what is what they say. We know what that means. Yep. And Melissa's a great actress. She is incredible. I mean, these... Both her and Andrea, I mean, having to essentially work 90% of the movie in, in a close-up, in a close set, yes. and being able to pull off... Driving that, the story and the emotional story of... Uh, with just behaviors, uh, subtle behaviors. And if you look at Andrea, she's just in a room. Yep. For, for a couple of weeks, yes. we shot her stuff in there, and she had to play the whole movie. And what you'll see there is... Coming up here, um, I was actually playing the footage of Jack running through the crash site on the desktop for her because we had shot it two weeks before. So I was actually, she was actually able to watch the scene play out real time because I had an assembly of it. And that helps her react to what she's seeing. Now, remember, we talked about this. Yeah, this is Jack's pod. So if you watch closely, that's Jack Harper's actual pod. That's why it's empty and why it's never destroyed later, but Jack doesn't see it in the moment. That's a good kind of second time viewing. Here he sees our art director, Kevin Ishioka, yes. as uh, the Japanese <laughs> <No>. astronaut. <laughs> this is all shot as one steady cam shot. George Billinger, incredible operator, yep. working through this set, four. pulling you around. We've got survivors. There are four, check it, five survivors. They are human. There, so there you see like Andrea reacting to an explosion on the playback. He's drawn into I like the, how you edited this, beautifully edited this stuff. Look at now. We hear the memory tone before we see her, which is what I like about that yep. moment. Now the drones are arrived, they're scanning each of the pods, and they start yep. cleaning just, the place out. Just beautifully uh, lit, also Julia, in that, her, the presentation. One, six, six again, Yep. our friend. Now for the third time, challenging Jack. This whole sequence, how many days? We had about two days to shoot the whole sequence. We shot, yeah, we shot this sequence in two nights, and then we shot the return to crash site in one night. So yeah. that was, um, those are some intense Intense, days. long days that we had to get. Again, Andrea's performance there, reacting essentially to the playback on the screen. Our first glimpse of Sykes. Yes and Beach, who's been watching Jack now 
for a couple of two scenes. This is the third yes. time we've seen this gas. And they're watching basically Jack. there for the reactor. And to see Jack's behavior. Yep. Beach brings that up later, that once he saw Jack step in front of that drone, yep. he knew something was special about this guy. Now you look at... I love this next shot as she sees... You know, right... These are the moments that, that you spent a lot of time talking about, but that moment where she knows... Yep. This is, she's her, this seen is her worst... Pod fears come true i mean remember just the day before we saw her throw a flower over the edge that jack brought home now he's bringing home something but julia you know you see right away and you're looking at the recognition yep and the first time you see the movie, you think, oh, she's just terrified. But now, she, now, now this like shot this, here, yep. she's looking at her going, this... I remember her. Yeah. And this is trouble. Her world is, from this moment, starts to this slowly fall apart. I'll be sure enough that the drones killed the crew from one of our own ships. See what command makes of that. <laughs> It's breathing fluid. Just let it get it out. Nonetheless, Vika is still helping. a humanitarian. She still wants to help yes. her, and that's even though she knows that's Julia. This is trouble. Yes, everything that she's been deflecting. What is she going to do? You know, it's always what does Vicka know, what doesn't she know, right? Hey, you'll still dehydrated. But she's still helping her, and that's yes. that's what's unique about Vicka. That's why she's such an interesting character. She's a she's a tragic character, but I never yeah. wanted her to be unlikable. I think Olga's wonderful in this because yeah. this is such a tough scene. You're waking up. It's what's your name? Julia. And she's looking at her husband. I'm sorry for what I have to tell you. Yet is it a dream? You right. know, it's, it's like well, she's we, just very disoriented and well, Olga. And <clears> I, well, we watched a lot of reference video of people waking up after having surgery, and it's that kind of half-awake mode of not quite being able to put everything together. Now the confusion starts to set in. I don't need. You're the only one that made it. I'm sorry. That look you gave her, too. Yeah. It's so, um, it's just, you know, there's no familiarity there. Yeah. And that's, it's that hard look that it was so much, we spent a lot of time talking about this scene, and I mean, the disorientation starts right in the beginning. You know, when you wake up, is this a dream? Like, where where am I? What, what is this? Could you imagine? I always think when... It's like a nightmare. Yes. And now she's been told she's been asleep for 60 years. None of this makes sense. But I, I really, I think it's the behavior... And the way you look at her, there's no sense of warmth. There's no sense of familiarity. I mean, you're clearly, Jack is 
he can't betray his true emotions in front of Vicka there. You yeah. know, there's 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 mystery. He recognizes her. He doesn't know how, but he doesn't give anything away at that moment. And what I like is Vicka's got a plan. It's like, let's just, just let her sleep. Yeah, and then we'll send her away. But there's a strength to Julia that, that we're... Yeah, does it? Your ship's re-entry was triggered by a beacon from the surface. You know anything about that? You know, Olga, now, when you have this character, it's such a, a wonderful character. She's getting strength, her strength back. Trying to quiet, kind of thinking things through. Well, we have no record of an odyssey. I can't tell you anything until I get the flight recorder from my ship. Julia, a lot's changed in 60 years. And it's also this dynamic, you know, where, you know, you start seeing, like, where's that infatuation or mm -hmm. the, the... Where did that start? And that, you know, how do you wake up and suddenly right. your husband is with someone else? Yeah, destroyed our moon and with that have the planet. We won the war. And now the story he's telling her is completely, it's, I mean, it's, to her, it's, it's, it's like, it's insane. It's, it's, a, it's, he's, he's speaking, uh, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't connect to anything she knows. And uh, her husband and her teammate are now holding hands. It's just, it's, it is like, it is the twilight zone for her. She's yes. woken up in another reality and she can't figure it out. <laughs> you lost people. Everything. Well, I love uh, Olga's performance in this. She's so wonderful mm -hmm. in this film. There's a quiet strength. You see, is this, is she going insane? Yep. Am I, is this real? Isn't it real? You know, what I love about the film, Joe, and what you talked about is each one, you know, you can watch the film from the point of view of just watching different characters and thinking about what they're going through in the... And it's such a different experience the first time from the second time. Yes, yeah. look at this shot, it's... Yeah. Our job is not to remember. Remember. She doesn't want to remember. No. Jack, that was a scarf, a beacon that brought her down. And this is a line that I think the first time you watch the movie feels very different than the second time. Well, because yeah, exactly. the first time you are, who is Julia? Is she, is she a scav? You know, that's, yes. that's the idea we're trying to get across and even maybe convincing Jack in that moment. Okay. And again, we cut back to Beach, watching from below now, just waiting for Julie and Jack to return to the crash site. And will they? I love this shot because here she is in the flight suit, and the performance in her her glance right there. She realizes now it's showtime for her. She's got to do anything she can to convince Jack to take her to the crash site. You fly that thing? 
Olga just has such a a, a strength, a quiet strength mm -hmm. and resilience and humanity. And there's, what do I do in this? Jack checks in on Vika, who's sleeping, but he can't help himself. He has to approach yep. her and find out more. And they'll send someone down for you. Just through, you know, finding those moments of composition and staging yep. where the introduction of her standing there in the flight suit with the bubble ship in the with background the which ship. is it's her telling role. the story it's you're now with what she's thinking about yeah. right from the opening frame until here you need to know what happened but she knows jack's curious and i love she because she knows him so well she knows how to essentially manipulate him it. in this well, moment to get what she needs from him as well she's testing where are we there's the tet Yep. She knows the last thing they were supposed to go see was this object. She's putting What has happened? How do I hold this together? And how do I get the piece of... How can I unlock my husband? And the flight recorder is the key to that. And she what's knows happened? If she can get the flight recorder. She can play back the tapes, find out what happened, and show him who he really is. Yep. Ship and secure the flight recorder. Now, you'd want the same thing. I think she's just her careful treading lightly. It's a very delicate it, scene. She did an and incredible job. Being very intelligent about it, knowing that Vika is not... She's the only one who can kind of foil the plan. Yep. And also, the, is it there? Is the flight recorded? Like, it. what has happened? Mm -hmm. Where am I? I think she's, you know, they're still feeling that... Uh, Are there any crew left? And now she finds out, of course, there aren't. Also, I like the fact that the technology, even as high-tech as it is, you just look, there's, the Tet does go down. Mm -hmm. You know, the Tet is in, is in a unique kind of orbit, and it's also taking care of different zones. Yep. So Sally, you know, there's times She's hitting the zones Tet, all around the world. And the Tet's offline. You know, it's now you have the Tet is, is offline during this time period, and even the, you know, there's fractured images. Yep. You know, it's not a... It's not a perfect it's system. It's not, not a perfect system. Jack? Jack! Jack, can you hear me? This is where Jack first discovers the idea that maybe the scavs have already been there or came for something else. It's the first shot of the reactor, which has been stripped right here. Now he knows they've already gone through the... They've already gone through the wreckage, and they're probably in the vicinity. Yeah. That's just a great suspense moment, though. The way you played that, that's just, it's those Thank little you. behaviors that... She knows at this point this is... This is it. This is the key to getting, getting him back. It's time to go. Jack. I found it. There's a softness there that we haven't seen in her yet. Yeah. The way she looks at him for the first time, she treats him Hope. like... Yes. Hope. Jack! Again, I just love this cinema of this. I mean, it's Sykes. really... Sykes, now we see him again. This is one of my favorite shots yeah, of Vicka uh, coming up here. Just her performance yeah. here. 
I love this whole sequence, how you shot it, and it's, I think it's amazing, amazing, Joe. This is, I think, really a, amazing. A lava, a lava tube in Iceland. Some of these canyons carved out. Yeah, I just think it's haunting and. And now we see Raven Rock for the first time. Again, you know, this film is about humans being able to think, he, ingenuity, the survival. And I love how Vika covers for Jack here. Despite yes, I know. He's gone off the reservation a little bit, and she... Still trying to save She's their... trying to save them. She lies for the first time. And I love Melissa Leo's yes, performance here. Yes, right She's fantastic. There with the eyebrows, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? We know, we find out later that Sally can obviously detect any sort of lie. And now Sally's kind of knows Vic is lying, but she doesn't know quite why yet and what's happening. But she's going to play along with this, too. Copy 4-9, task in 185, degree 2-2. You know, I love how Sally, how the Tet absorbed Sally as a point of communication. Yep. You just know that through time they've tested it. When we were working on the script, and the first time is just Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I mean, he was the he was who we always talked about would be the dream I mean, casting and, and dream. Obviously, getting him was was so key. And this scene. And how can a man die better than facing fearful odds? But the he recites the lines from the book that Jack just read the day before, and that reaction you gave is just. So spot on. A lot of talk about this cigar. <laughs> Had to go all the way up to Ronnie yep. to get it. Yep, thank but you, But you Ron. look at, you know, Morgan, here's this tremendous actor, uh, so gifted at such a level of humanity, and his voice coming through in this uh, set, which was the most challenging set. I went from, we went from the most beautiful set of the Sky Tower to the most challenging set I've ever yep. shot and the most dangerous set. But this, this confrontation, uh, I think it's, I think the film is so beautifully edited. Well, again, it's you, you don't have many lines here, but it's all about the behavior. It's about Jack thinking, trying to piece together what's happening. There shouldn't be any humans on the ground, and now I'm talking to someone, but we don't know if he's good or bad yet at this point. The radiation zone. Don't ask too many questions. Not part of the job description. Lights. It's constantly this scene is, and the way Morgan played it, it's, you know, you later realize that this is calculated. He is taking a risk, but he is, he knows what he has to do to save humanity. He, he's, trying to figure out. And this probably is, is not the first technician they've taken in. Exactly. I mean, this and is his, maybe, they've done dozens of time, and every time it hasn't worked. We are human. But this hunch that he has here with him from watching, having gone through the war to the repairman, calculated, Your drones confused. 
well, most of the time. The drones are programmed. To kill humans, Jack. You saw what they did to those sleep pods. You almost got yourself blown to bits protecting that woman. It's also a question of how much do we give away. Do you feel... How much is he going to tell Jack? He can't tell him everything yet. He's riding a, a razor's edge. Interesting. We're wasting our time. The drone was tracking here. Sergeant Sykes. He thinks I'm a fool for having brought you here. You got two very different philosophies here between Sykes and Beach on how to deal with these yeah, guys. Yeah, and you're kind of going, where is the audience going to be at this point? Yep. How, when the humans arrive, you know, the other humans, how many Can immediately, we trust you know, you have to feel the threat, but it's also, it's got to make sense for uh, the character where he's just evaluating coolly. Morgan is evaluating. Are you okay? Everything good between you two? Of course. You're still an effective team. We're great. That's the third time I think she's asked that. Yes. Maybe. Never better. We were running a ground game and losing. So we decided, what the hell? Got to throw the long ball. It took us decades. Beach using football references with Jack, having seen him at the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Here's where we reveal what the scavs really were going for, which is the uh, compact reactor. Yep. Very hard to come by. You liked the show last night? That was just one fuel cell. Imagine what 10 of them will do with a core of weapons grade plutonium. We have a nuke, we have a drone to carry it. This is all shot in uh, New Orleans at an old power plant. Concrete was falling on our head. Yeah. It would rain for days after it stopped raining, which was... Yes. I've never had a set that rained on the indoors no, on before. the inside, we had to shut down the generators. Now, you realize this is something that Morgan has staged. You know, as when you see the film again, you'll start to see he's throwing this stuff at him. I'm gonna lay it up. I'm gonna see where we are. He's testing him. There are people up there. He's not surprised by Jack's resistance, though, because they've all shown the same, the same resistance. They've all reacted the same way. So sometimes you got to use the uh, the stick, yep. which Sykes tries here. Yeah, another wonderful actor. This guy's yep. terrific. Nikolai, incredible. Yeah, Nikolai, an amazing presence. Also, now. Now look, Beach is observing. It's all about observing and trying Testing. to figure out, yeah, Do I go, do we kill him, or do we keep going? Do I eliminate him at this point? What's going to be, what's gonna be long? the best way? So now they go to plan B. Bring out the girl. Hey, hey! It's just upping, upping a little bit. He's observing again, and now... This reaction here is something new. No. That. Go. Get him up. Beach you know, has seen. He's a, watching Jack. He he knows they're not not going to ever hurt Julia. 
But the first time the audience is watching it, you think this guy's just... They're terrorists. Yes. But now Beach has seen something between Jack yeah. and Julia that is and structurally, different. it's kind of playing with how, when do we, how, you know, the structure of the piece, how it's unfolding the, um, the information and changing the emotional dynamic for the audience. So that the emotion is being carried, you know, the shift from Vicka to Julia. Yep. I gotta say, I just think it's really cool how that guy got wasted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, yep. he's just dusted. Well, the point, yeah, and the you true know, point of that scene is just to very show cool. how the scavs take down drones, but whenever they take down one drone, they lose two guys. And that, by definition, is a war people. of attrition. Yeah. And that's why we are never going to win this, because every drone we take down, we lose at least two. And this is a war that will never... We will not win unless well, we this can is it. a chance. Gotta throw the long ball. Yep. Hail Mary. your only chance I've always wanted to work with Morgan I'm very uh, very grateful I had to have that opportunity he just has tremendous power yep I've been to your radiation zones radiation zones in quotes there yeah that's where you'll find it you know, it just shows that he knows this guy is seeking the truth. There are elements to it. It's going to work if Jack sees the truth for himself, no matter what he would tell him at this moment. Yes. He needs to let Jack go and, and discover it himself. All our lives, everything. What makes you think he's different? You know, I think at this point where you see Beach has, you know, as we talk about the complexity and the simplicity of, of performance, of structure, yep. of... The confidence and the wisdom to yes to do the unexpected. You see why he's the leader. You see the environment. You're seeing how long this guy has fought and yeah. how close they are now. Again, there's little things. The cut on the nose, even even that close-up when Beach is first uh, introduced, that close-up of the cut on the nose establishing that, because yep. of course you know later on in the story we're gonna have Jack on Jack. So yep. there's just la po points where you're just trying to give the audience that visual reference, storytelling, things you don't think about. Why don't you tell me? Now, this was shot uh, in Iceland. It's about 32 degrees, poor Olga. She's wonderful in this scene. She is incredible. It 
was the research flight to Titan. My first. And I'm always thinking, like, what, it's like, what does she say? What can she say? What, here we are, here's this, this is happening. How do you communicate all of this? How do I reach him? What do I, you know, he doesn't remember this. How do I get to him? But rather than just tell him, she goes through, she goes for the memory, she goes for the personal experience of walking him through that day to try to jog something. That object was the death, Jack. The death was our mission. That's impossible. That's impossible. Who are you? your wife I don't know what happened but you're not who you think you are and we shot this scene about a week after we shot the flashbacks in New York yeah. City so we had that surreal experience of standing in the middle of Manhattan shooting the flashback scenes and then literally a week later standing in the middle of Iceland on the same set so I th I think it was, it was very helpful. you guys were able to kind of just play off that you know the amount of times that these scenes are written and rewritten I mean for an audience I we must have gone through this script I don't know a thousand times probably going through trying different variations but I'll show you the future and I And how much, how does Julia get this, you know, how does she reach Jack? How do we? And of course, when you think about it, Vika knows the relationship between Jack and Julia, even on the Odyssey, and yet she can't help herself. And it's all, at this point, slipping out of her fingertips. to say I, I love the editing and the structure of this where you're taking your time with the audience and you're now bringing them back to that day yep that was right before they take right off when you see it's they're probably on leave we talked about yep. you know what I mean right before they're they're you going see to the, go into all the, the glimpses stages. that he remembers now you see it's filled with people you see the monkey why is it he picked up the monkey at the Empire State Building earlier it's because it was there that day all of these things you see this moment and she knows it's over she always knew but now any it's, any hint any inkling she, she had it you can't deny it you anymore. can't she's lost him pick up coming in 
Don't report to mission till I get back. You know, look, just the choice of your staging, I think, is wonderful, Joe, and the, the composition here. You look at this. Here's the impossible shot that I love. Jack's actually going into Jack's POV for that moment when he approaches Vika. I don't want to hear it. Again, I don't want to hear it. We need to leave now. It was always her. No, she, she admits she knew. Wasn't it? Jack has to be truthful with her at that moment, which I like, rather than trying to talk his way out of it. I know. It, he we just spent a lot of time talking about that. He's just got to lay it out, and she just doesn't ever want to know about it. Well, that's the ever. difference between the two of them. Mission, this is Tower 4-9. Go ahead, 4-9. I'm having a problem with my technician. You don't know what you're doing. He found a survivor at the crash site. Gotta listen to me. She's impeding his abilities. And he's unfit for service. I'm sorry to hear that, Vicka. Are you still an effective team? Oh, my goddamn door, Vicka! The magic words have been spoken. The sky tower is unlocked, and drone 109 drone is finally is put into up. service. There we go. I'm sure, <laughs> Sally's been through this a few times. Yeah, but and we discover I, why 109 look, has I, been I love there the, the dynamic time. of. You know, it's important. I think you know we spent a lot of time, and what was important to you, Joe, and we talked about is that Jack. It's the humanity, even in the face of that. Whatever, it's just he. He, he tries to save it. He's to trying to say he's he he's doing everything. He's not he in love. He's not in love with her. He's trying to help her. And no matter what, he can't. No, she can't be saved. And, and that's you, the tragedy. And this and he will try again as we and see you realize later in the movie. It's, and that sums it up really for Vika. She doesn't want to know, and you can't help someone who doesn't want to know. Was all we had to capture this in camera to get this scene to work. So that drone coming through the curtains—that was a real. That's a real drone. There it is, drone vision. Now you know. Let's terminate the jacks. Yep. Terminate both of them, and let's start fresh. Hi, Jack. I don't believe we've had the pleasure. Again, it's little moments. Look, I, I think Melissa's fantastic in this, but also little moments that that add up to a character with Olga. You know, just the the action of being able to figure that out, the emotion of yep. her saving Jack at that particular moment. Those yep. things. Jack, we want to bring you in. We're starting to see more glitching. We're starting to see Sally's kind of having to think on the fly here and put together a 
change plans, and we're starting to see a breakdown in her humanity. Yes, but but the thing is, is that we've only seen, you know. And then you start to question how much has Vika, you know, where she was dealing with Sally. So her level of oblivion, her level of denial, that went on becomes now you're you're. It's like the dynamic shift of the story where you're seeing Sally in a way that. It's Jack's first interaction with yes, her directly, and, and maybe see, it's his POV. And you see Vika has been seeing that. Now, I, like, I really love this moment for her. I'm sorry. That even Julia has, there's a there's level of understanding there. Yes. Hang on. Jack realizing, using... You know, using something we saw at the beginning of the yep. film, the only way to kind of potentially buy some time. Now, again, and there's just a lot of time that was spent on the physicality inside that bubble ship. Yeah. This is something, of course, we shot with, uh, this is CGI and green screen. So there was a big rig built, and there was a lot of time talking with you, Joe, to know where where are we, what's happening. Because of course we have different light changes, yep. but the thing that sells the technology, that sells it, is the performance, and it's the actor that's making the world emotionally. Yep. A shot like that, yes, you only can get that by actually rotating you guys 360 or 720 degrees. Yeah, but also look at our heads. Yep. Where you would talk, okay, now moving to the left, moving to the yep. right. I mean, looking at footage. I mean, I'm a pilot. You know, you love this kind of stuff and finding when, you know, when we're acting the G-forces that Olga and I are in sync doing it together. Yep. So it was a, it's really spending that time and carefully going through it and then, f and then discovering what physicality is going to communicate that to an audience. And right. that kind of detail, you know, I like to see in a movie and you do also and how do we make it as visceral for an audience yeah. like well, even looking at this moving like this in the, the head, making. little yeah. head move, movements a year in the making and yeah from the from, design of the bubble storyboards to shooting probably shot on this set for over a week just to do this short sequence because yep. of each of these little moments like that the seatbelts flipping upside down the and impacts. finding you know how do we create that movement just for that little seatbelt moving Olga and I our heads going a particular way eye lines composition And each moment, I, you know, we talk about just giving you variations so that you had plenty of stuff to edit in the editing room. Um, little moments like this. Little pun where, where to punch in, where to push through. Where to look as the camera's coming in for uh, the most dynamic. Yeah, every little f moment we talk about where do you want my head? How do we emotionally kind of... Right, impacts. Yep. Now we see the virtual display on the back of the bubble ship God, allows you to cool fly backwards. Jeez, that's just so cool. Those kind of hits. How many of those did we do? Yeah, do I love your action? It's very unique. Are you okay? No. That is not acting there. No, okay. that was no. After. Are you okay? It was really me asking. Are you okay? Yes. I'm in the middle of the thing was doing it like because I'm going. Are you okay? Because yes. that thing is moving up in a particular way. Oh, it was. It was like she described it as a washing machine, and I, it, it was pretty intense. 
Another impact, doors blown off. They've been pushed through the radiation zone. Yeah, like there's just a lot of detail, a lot of thought in just the direction of the wind, where's the hair, the impact. Just finding that behavior that's going to tell the story. There's another great upside down shot. now we're in the radiation zone and now we discover i love watching an audience when they see this for yeah the first this is time. this is probably the most fun <laughs> to watch with a with an audience again the details of making sure that that scar you know these things are thought out sometimes shot out of sequence but really thought out because of that scar on the nose becomes very important in geography for the audience. Yep. I ran up that whole thing without stopping. Yep. I was very proud of myself. That suit was very hot in this very hot day. And humid. Yeah, these, were, these scenes were shot oh in God. Louisiana with extensions uh, done in Iceland. And now the first reveal of, an, of another bubble ship. At this point, people start. Some people. This is where you see people starting to put the story together very quickly. That's me getting out of the bubble ship. Yep. So, shooting both sides of the scene. Little story details, of course, through the action that's cracked. So, you know, very purposely shot this to be a reminiscent of the scene in the stadium. It's the same behavior, um, repairing the eye, same, it's the same job. But again, you know, you're looking at the composition, the editing, bringing the audience into a piece of geography, letting them see it, know, and now here we are to... Here's where we. What I love about this is just the change, the difference in performance between the two jacks. Obviously, both a level of surprise on both sides, but different. You've got one who's four nine, who's not prepared, but been has had the clues laid before him in his reaction, versus Jack five two, who's completely caught by surprise by this moment. And the, the he's, difference he's a younger in those two, version, early, twitchy, in, early in, said. yeah, twitchy yeah. and early in the tour. Yep. And also you see that each, you know, they're the same, but they have slightly different personalities. The, the, the handkerchief, the slightly different shading on the suit, the slightly different color scheme. Yeah, and there's a lot of talk. How do we, how do we set this up to keep the pressure on with bringing that drone, you know, that drone coming back to life? There you see, he's just... He has the same memories that Jack does, and that's key. <laughs> And obviously all this kind of is setting up the end of the movie. That's what you're always working towards in those little flashbacks. Yeah, now that's Jack 5-2 and he sees, he sees Julia. Gosh, I almost wish we could go back because that's such a, 
an important, Such an important moment. moment. He has the same For exact Jack flashback Fo that Jack 49 had at the beginning of the movie. So, and she and she stimulates and that. Stimulates it and and for 52 now he will now for the rest of this film look for her, will yes. search for her until he finds her. Knowing she's out there somewhere. Yes. If she's alive. And now 166 again. Well, he knows that alive. she's alive because he finds the uh, the humans and they tell her. Right, at the at the at the very end. Yeah, he knows she's alive. He he you know, we'll we'll get to that later, but he knows. But of course, what's important in this sequence also that's it's having a suspense underneath this sequence with the drone, putting pressure. Yeah, it's on not the two just a them. fight. It's just not a. It's not just a fight. They don't have fight time ends. to talk about everything. He doesn't have time. He's got to shut the drone down. And of course, adding complication on complication. Yep. Now, Julie getting shot. These moments seem very simple, but again, what I love what you've done and how it's edited is is it's how just through looks you're getting his thought process. He's looking at the bubble ship. He's looking at where he's going to put her. Cave. It's how can we be economical with storytelling, yet you're going through a thought process of Jack. That's where you're talking about a subjective reality of the character. And behavior, because he's not able to have conversation. It's not no. like a normal movie so where you can explain it through dialogue. Yes, this is all behavior. It's through looks. It's through POVs. It's the head turn. It's seeing the other Jack. And you have to find these moments and be very specific about it. It's the thought process of a character. Here, putting his plan together by staring at the other Jack, which, by the way, you did play that part in that shot. We bring back the Tech 5-2, so we understand that the bubble ship thinks it's him. And now we're in a totally different landscape. Instead of the black sand yeah. of, of Tech 4-9, we're in the golden hills of, uh, of Tech 5-2. And, of course, we reveal another sky tower in a different location. building the suspense by looking at the control tower and Vic is nowhere to be seen if there is one control station again is there's 52 different color design of course we know this this piece of geography very well from the rest of the movie but there's just everything's slightly different slightly different the positioning of the photo that comes up Instead of being on the locker, they've chosen to put it out in the living room. So but we know she's there. He's come for the healant. Hey! And Andrea's performance here of playing, again, when you talked about an earlier version of the character, this is, a, this is an early, you know, and more innocent Vic, I guess I would say earlier in the tour but she did a beautiful job of just playing it slightly differently you come all the way home and i don't get a kiss you know the amount of conversations and playing these what's going on up there i was thinking 
Again, Jack tries to save Vicka. Now, again, just, you know... Has to be careful because he knows that she... She will say... She will turn on him. She has yes. to, but he still has to try. He still yes. has to try to bring her down. Even though it's not even the Vicka, his Vicka, he still tries to save her. But the conversation's the same one we saw earlier. It's like the one with the flower. These... Victoria can't be saved, no matter how hard he tries. And he understands that now. Can we not do this again? I'm done talking about it. Okay. It was so much fun playing this scene and this structure and the conversations that we have about story and character. And, you know, at this moment, look at her. She just knows it's no matter what he does, she is never... Never going with him. Never. And she will never leave that sky tower. You know the end, you know, what happens. And it's one of those scenes you can only have in science fiction, really, which is yes. why I love the genre. Because I know. Because it's the... We are telling the same stories, but there's science Jack, fiction allows yep. us to put it in a different context. Yes, and there's Jack. Jack's handkerchief. Jack 5-2's gone. He probably got up and just... Ran <laughs> off. And yep. screaming. Yep. You know? You know, the language is sci-fi now, we know. You know, you couldn't, you'd have to design it differently, you know, even 10 years ago, the healant. You know, now audiences know, oh, okay, yep. you know, they're facile with the, yep. with the genre. No, we had a we had a scene, which you'll see in the uh, deleted scenes, establishing the healant wand, and uh, we, we, we did a showing, uh, taking that scene out, and the audience got it, 100% of yep. them got it right away. I was surprised, actually. I thought for sure we'd have to establish something like that, but... Like you said, so savvy now. Yep. They can pick up on those kind of tropes very quickly. And it's always finding where is the audience. And now, Olga, I think is just, and why we cast her, she's. The behavior here, this was her idea to smell the cap as a. Yeah, and she just has a humanity. I think she's, this character to me is, is also not only romantic but somewhat tragic i mean it's the decisions that people make you know here she was so in love with her husband that she's willing and she not willing she wills it to be him she sees here in his collection of stuff all the things that jack her jack would have collected and it's the moment that really I mean, there's still a leap for her to make, like you said, to make the choice to accept 4-9 as her husband. But She's willing it to happen. But all the elements are, it's like she stepped into the, the lake house that, that her Jack always talked about, and that's what she's going to tell him here. That was a beautiful shooting up there. I loved it. Yeah. The whole crew, we finished the film here. Our last week of shooting, we played with probably 30 or 40 different songs for this scene, and... Ended up with Wider Shade of Pale. Had to be a song that was people were familiar with, but it couldn't distract from the scene, which is so important, because what, what Jack and Julie say to each other here really sets up the whole idea of the movie in the, in the last yeah. scene, and it's so important. And So it was, it was hard finding the right song, but um, ultimately Wider Shade of Pale seemed to fit the bill. We grow old and fat together. And would fight. Maybe 
drank too much. Real romantic. And Olga, every time you cut to her, you know, there's just some people, you just look at her, she just holds the screen. It's just... It's, it's incredible. Yes. Extraordinary uh, presence. There's a loneliness and a yearning that uh, Olga brings mm -hmm. to this character. They are you. That's a beautiful shot, Joan. You know, again, the staging, I, I love that. It has a... Just staying with Jack's... Yeah, it, Staying with Jack in that moment felt like the, the right way to go, ultimately. And the character has to give it to him at that point. And, the, you know, Julia and, and Jack, that he's... Again, I think it's it's you know this is this is about humanity. This is the yearning, the you know, and he has to be accepted because he at that point is in a moment of crisis, you know, self identity. He doesn't even know if he is him, and has yep. to, she has to pull him, pull she's him inside. And I always thought it was very she's she's a tragic character. She's she's lost her husband. Mm -hmm. She's willing this to happen. Those people need my help. It's such a big concept to grasp and pretty controversial to present to the audience. Um, again, it's something you can only do in science fiction. And I know, and that's what I love. That's why I love this genre because you can, we can really ask big questions like this. What is it who, that makes us who we are? Is it the flesh on our bones, or is it something more than that? And I think is it the decisions we make, the memories we share. I mean, that's the memories the, we share. That's what we're. That's the questions we're posing in, in, in the movie, and I thought, you know, we're... I like movies that, that ask big questions like that. Even if we don't... Even if you don't answer it, at least to pose it and have people yeah. talk about it afterward. You know, Morgan, I love characters, how they come in and out of scenes and... You had me worried for a second. And I like the staging of this. It's well, I had to prove him wrong. And Sykes, yeah, it's just fun movie stuff. You look like shit. Oh yeah, I look like shit. You should see the other guy. <laughs> I told you what you'd find out there, and you would thought I was crazy. I still do. Mountain Beach. Julia Harper. Come on. I like that. It's Mike Morgan's reaction. This is now. And of course, structurally, now we're just ratcheting up the tension. Sally's coming online. She's reviewing all the logs. She's now figuring out where Jack probably is. Yeah. Mission 185 
Again, the score, I think, is wonderful, Joe. You know, I think what, what you guys did here, the score, the mix, obviously the beauty of, of the sets and creating the world. Well, yeah, this is uh, Anthony's first score, working with Joe Trapanese, who I worked with on, on Tron Legacy, and together they really just, I think, did an incredible job. This is such a tough movie to score. There's so many different oh, elements to it. Um, when, when the music can be in the front, when it needs to take a back seat. Um, creating memorable themes yeah, like this you, one here. Now we're now for the first time we're we're establishing the kind of heroes theme that we'll then we'll hear again at the end of the movie at the kind of ultimate moment we establish here with this story of uh, Jack Harper, Jack hearing basically for the first time the whole story of yeah. the and Julia invasion. Yeah. Astronaut Jack Harper. Thousands of you. Memory wiped. Look, this is why you have Morgan Freeman also. Here's someone who's carrying the whole story, and yet he's making it emotional. Mm -hmm. I just have to say, Joe, the design, the performances, uh, it was so much fun making the movie, being there, doing this scene, listening to him tell this story. Um, you know, you want to get the performances to a simplicity, but it just takes a lot of time going through layers of performance finding the staging finding the behavior um yeah there's you know look many... at the lighting too i mean it's it's all supporting the story i mean the thing that you're coming from it's astonishing to me this is your second film it's only your second movie it really is something that uh is a great uh, accomplishment i saw you sit down Another drone to fix. What number is this for you? Have you God, I counted? I have no idea. I don't know. I think I've made over 30 films. That's amazing. Well, for me, just to, to be able to have one in your collection is, is uh, it's a little surreal. And then, you know, to see you and Morgan together in this scene, I remember to watch the two of you working together was, uh, was pretty incredible. You know, it's one of those... All the, those days on set watching you guys, it was like, I think the whole crew was in awe. Really? Yeah. That's cool. And the, what I really liked was just the res mutual respect you guys had for each other. It really, you could tell that both of you had so much uh, admiration for each other's careers. I, I didn't want to leave set. I just wanted to talk to him, yeah. you know, hearing about his life. He's an actor I've always admired. And any moment, you know, in between, you know me, I, I like to be on the set. I, yeah. don't, I don't hang out in the trailer. No. I'm not, and just be there and experiencing and hearing his stories about the directors he'd, he'd seen you guys trade stories about your different experiences and people you've worked and with life and that is one pissed off weapon no it's just a machine You know, when you look at that composition of the four of us, which Morgan and Olga and, and Nikolai, right there, to me that's cinema. You're seeing that here, you know, I'm not it's, talking about myself because I have a different it's thing. It's the coming together of these. Yep, and it's a quiet, heroic moment. And for me, you know, I can look at Olga and Morgan and Nikolai, and you're just saying they hold the screen. You know, it's just that's what... That's what cinema is. Yes. It's, it's about 
They're you're telling you're telling a story visually. Yep. Um, I don't know any other way to do it other than to make sure that the way I see it, every shot is an opportunity to tell your story, and you need to use every opportunity, every single shot. Where you are telling the story, and there's also there's an, an emotion that you're creating with the film. There's a harmonic and a tone that you don't vary from. Right. And when I look at films, I'm always like, what is the tone? And being consistent with your motif. Yeah, there's a language you set up in the yes. first opening minutes in and the film an that you want to you want to keep consistent, or if you're going to change it, you want to change it for a reason. There's a reason why. We only went handheld for the Raven Rock battle and the Jack yeah. versus Jack fight because if you, and I feel like if if you go handheld, it, that it really means something if you get. I like in, that in shot. That, that yeah. Also the consistency of lens choice. Yep. You know. Joe, I love how you shot all of this, uh, this action. There's so many different elements of storytelling, geography, the drones, you know. Like this, this shot coming up here. I'm about to get hit by a drone shortly. And you yeah, see, taking an impact. Yeah, over this. A big one. It was kind of a. Here it comes. I know we kept playing it back in slow motion. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right how here, right. Your neck goes about Boom. 90 degrees there. <laughs> We'd play it back in slow motion. Yeah, if you freeze on slow motion, you'll see his neck is bent completely <laughs> sideways. Like... And I'm not exactly sure how you got up from that so quickly. Yeah. Similar to the motorcycle uh, flip. <laughs> Good warm up. Again, yeah, very flexible. I like how the drone's moving through these spaces. This is. This is just a great shot. Well, Digital Domain did this shot. This required God, building the entire job. set digitally so but I like how they fly through it. The, the, you have the drone banging into things. Yep. You know, would you say it's a knife fight in a phone booth? Right. You know, the physicality and really trying to sell the idea is that these, the idea that these drones are real. And, and, uh, I like how you have like the smoke. The guy just got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. You know, again, the tone where you're, you know, the guy's being wasted, but again, the tone of it is, is so wonderful. Well, you got to understand, too, why, how these drones are able to yes. dominate. I mean, it's like... But it's horrible, but it's not, it's not punishing the audience for right. this experience. I, you know, you, you did it in such a manner that the audience is enjoying the action, is enjoying the story. Again, these sequences are so many different levels. You know, you have Julia here, which... Helping this kid out. And then her courage. She's human. She's panicked, you know. And there's the gun, and there she is. And she's not all of a sudden... She's standing up against this thing, but you can see it's just impenetrable. It can't be beaten. I love this. This. I love this next shot, Joe. Oh, my God, it's so cool. Man. And again, the reveal of Nikolai.
what would you say probably the hardest set you've ever shot on the hardest i mean it was raining inside this set we had a very tight schedule to shoot this sequence. It's astonishing what you were able to capture within the limited amount of time. It's such a stunning and space, though. You could never build a set that looks like this place. The, the patina, the aging of this structure is just gives you so much But it was visually. brutal to be able to light, to move the crew. It was the, the amount most we dangerous actually built set in I've ever been on. Yep. You know, Structurally, was, there were areas oh you couldn't go to. Uh, like you said, pieces of the ceiling were falling I mean, on some of these pyro shots. It's amazing like this. no one was injured. Uh, in shooting this, I mean, no, there was well, with the explosions, we were worried that the structure was going to come down. And we get the engineers checked it daily yeah. and said we were safe to do that. But again, when you look at that sequence and when you see there is, you know, the amount of days that you were able to get this level of sequence in the movie is astonishing. Yeah, we shot, I think we shot everything in Raven Rock, which includes all the dramatic scenes, all the action scenes. Uh, including getting rained out for a day. I think we were out of there in 11 days, so that was intense. It's astonishing, okay? Yeah, I looked at it, it was very ambitious. I kind of like that pressure, though. You know, I always, I always remember hearing that, you know, Raiders was shot in 75 days, and to me that always felt like uh, a... I like that challenge, yep. you know, and it keeps it keeps you guys sharp. The whole crew knew that... Yep, and we they were, were, but you've got to have the crew. That We had a great crew. Everyone knew... Everyone had to show up every day yep. and really be prepared. It's you know when you're on a set, you can't wait 15 minutes for things. And no. everyone was ready. Yep. You know, special effects, stunts, you know, props, wardrobe. Everyone was there. Yep. There is no the amount of no props waste. on this movie too. I want to thank Doug Harlock oh, yeah, for uh, creating those. Doug drones. was actually back there in that. Uh, yeah, he plays the uh, bomb technician which uh, we, in the movie. I like that you cast him in that. He's the beholding yes. his own props. That yes, that he, exactly. Well, he was yeah, the, he was the one who knew how, to, knew how to to make it work, so I figured, you know, and he Put just Doug had the in right there. look. Yeah. He's holding the weapon, and he's pulling it out. That's but the Doug. amount of, you know, I think we only had, we probably had maybe two drones and had to dress them, redress them in all yeah. those different sets. Um, the set work on this scene, I was really proud of all those kind of artifacts from everywhere to kind of set up the archives this shot I, I i love joe i have to say i love olga's work in this it's again very subtle and her reading here is sensational because it's it's her dream it's kind of an, uh, to me it was always a contrast to the vicca you know vicca's dream is to go to titan and all julia's character wants is to kind of go back to humanity with jack yeah, her and home that, a simple life that. which is what he's ultimately going to give her again i love olga's performance yep. here it's I don't know, it's just spot on. It's understated and elegant and romantic. Yeah, and look at that look shot. Tragic. I, I mean your 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 compositions and storytelling. Look at how the camera's coming up. You know coming up wrapping around. Wrapping around you've got the beautiful yeah. halo lighting. I mean that look at that lighting and the shot and her performance, you know, when you're just everything is coming together. I love this moment that she gives. It's, you know, she was so strong up until that point, mm -hmm. and then there's just that dream of us, and dream of us, of course. And then you see back in the Odyssey the callback. Again, look at the shot and the lighting is just. Man. 
She did a great job. And this is probably one of my favorite moments in the score. This cut here to you dragging that yeah. thing out. I have to say, I thought you did incredible job. The whole time I was like, man, he really looks like he's struggling with that thing. <laughs> it's like, that's great acting, but I mean, how heavy can it be after you know, making you drag it a dozen times in the shot? And then I went and I realized I couldn't even lift the thing up myself. <laughs> that thing must have been 220 pounds. I didn't realize that until after you had dragged I, it around I, I most didn't want of the to say set. anything. I was like, but, you know, I was able to do it. I was I, just, I was never sweating. complained. I was surprised. <laughs> So here, um, we answer uh, the question of why did Jack listen to that particular song at Crater Lake? We hear Ramble On was the NASA wake-up call in uh, 2017 for of the course, Odyssey. Yeah, and the musical transition from the score to that piece of music. I, I love this transition. Joe. And also the transition into the past here yes, with the match. Uh, it's just beautiful match storytelling. Fantastic wake-up call. Pre-rendezvous checks complete. Electrical guidance and nav systems all good. Range behind object 200. Now here we are at the Odyssey. Now, I've had a number of people tell me that this Odyssey sequence is one of their favorite in the movie, which surprised me a little bit because you think with all the other stuff in this movie, and I think for some reason this, this sequence really grounds the movie in a way because by putting a sequence in our time, it really... Uh, makes the movie feel more solid well, it's 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 also everything in the story is now is is put together for it's them. those payoffs it's all it's those questions. everything you know and that's the nature of the structure where everything is resolved at this point and then you hold that tension until jack is entering the tent so it's you're seeing everything and i think it's it's beautifully shot and edited where right to the pieces and now we know that the rest are in delta sleep there's Victoria, Julia in the background. And there's Julia in the background, and they're in Delta. Yeah, the loop is closed here now. We start yes. to understand. There's the football game that he missed that he talked about at the beginning of the film. It was great that you had that played back for me while I'm doing it, so I'm hearing Victor's voice. And then the line the another day in paradise. And now here's the photo that the Tet took. And the photo. So three things kind of tied that up. That the Tet absorbed, scene. you know? So all these things are coming at the audience. Right. And the score is, I think, really beautiful here. Yeah, the way it transitions And look here. at this. That shot is wonderful. Tech 4-9, I have you on a program. And this is the first time you hear Sally's voice. She's not hiding behind the Sally voice. You're starting to hear from this moment on Sally's true nature is starting to come through in her in her voice and I liked playing that up all the way to the kind of final scene. Yeah, I mean she's still using Sally's voice. Right. But it's transitioning to a different tone. Slightly more artificial. Deliver the survivor as requested. We are a more effective team. Proceed to entry. Look at the Odyssey. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would just say uh, our uh, designer, one of the designers, Joe Hura, on the um, in the art department, is a NASA nut. He loves, he collects NASA components, and he was 
hugely helpful and instrumental in designing the Odyssey to feel as realistic as possible to the point where I remember when Rick Sirfuss, our astronaut, yeah, came was, on the set, he was, he was blown away advisor. by the detail. I was blown away by he, the detail. He, I mean, just the reality of it. Everything, yep. all the switches, everything he said felt just uh, like it was from the same world uh, that, that the shuttle came out of. So he was really thrilled and excited to to the point where he was actually able to show us the right switches yep. and, and the behavior that you guys have yeah. here was all... Um, yeah, the behavior in terms of the the training that they have, you know, each of them as an astronaut, the, the calm under pressure, which I think is also reflected in Julia's performance. Yep. The sense of resorting to a training when things start going yes, wrong thinking. rather than freaking out. And, yes. And, and people will ask, they'll say, well, why didn't Julia freak out when she woke up? And, and these astronauts are, are trained. There's a training that they go through and, and it's, it's, it's second nature. Just, yeah, it's about it's about figuring out how to solve the problem and get what you need, and that's instantly what Julia resorts to from the moment from that dinner scene on. It's all about getting the flight recorder, um, so she can kind of figure out what exactly has happened. Again, you have Vicka, who is bound by duty yet is in love with Jack. You know, dream of us, unbeknownst to Jack. Yep, dream of us. All of these pieces. This is all shot with uh, wires. Yeah. Rob did a great job. Yep. But just a scene like this, one shot like this, I mean, this was hours of training just to get yeah. this, Our, the coordination and the camera. Like months uh, of talking about it, you know, months of figuring out and yep. training. Just for those. There you see the crew module heading back to Earth, the command module being pulled into the TET. Yeah. And here on the flight recorder, we hear the last few seconds of transmission before the uh, before the transmission's abruptly cut off. They're taken to the TET and this recorder is in the sleep module, is in Julia's sleep module recording remotely when yep. it gets, it's getting taken in. Yep, and then it's cut off right when it goes inside. Tech 49, enter at headway speed. I love your look there. This shot, I just, I just wanted I to show the scale. Yeah. This is, this is one of those shots that's really designed for the big screen. And anyone on there watching this movie on their iPhone, uh, I recommend you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see that shot, see, yeah, see, go to the, the biggest television out of you work. Can. Go to the biggest. This really was, I mean, really was a. In my mind, I designed this shots for the big God. screen. You know. What's shots important like this. in this also is that relationship with the actor and the director that you're in total sync on what's happening and finding the behavior and specificity of, of what's going on, where the drones are, what the space is, and finding those moments. Because now, of course, I'm acting to green screen, so it's... Well, this, I mean, I don't know, you tell me, but, I mean, we had, we talked about this movie for about a year and a half, worked on it full-time for about a year before we shot it, and to have that much time for us to sit down and go through these scenes really, I mean, I think made it possible to shoot a yeah. movie like this in 80 days because you and I were so in sync on yep. the shoot day. 
um, a lot of times it was getting everyone else to catch up to what we had in mind. But I don't know. Have you had an experience where you've been had that much time to work? Yeah, I mean, that's why I like going through layer for layer and finding out what is the movie you want to make and how can I help you accomplish that and what is the character and us discovering it together. How long do you want to live? No, this I is, like this piece of writing. Yeah, this is my, one of my favorite lines in the movie. Jack has to not lie. Yeah, Arndt wrote this. It's just not lie. Very clever. He has to be truthful, but not give away his true plan, which he's able to do with those three lines. Which is a very hard line to write. Yeah, this... And your reaction here, once you realize you've made it through. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> I mean, that's... To play that level of intensity, like you said, sitting in a gimbal by yourself, surrounded by crew and blue screen. It's it was like, fun. I gotta tell you, I really enjoyed that. Because it, when it's working, you're so in sync with the director you know so we are so in sync talking about what am i seeing here now and you know and in this scene reacting to you know basically i had concept art and some previs but this is all playing in your head in, in these moments and i just remember just talk me through it what am i seeing you know i'd have you talk to me yeah all these shots were done underwater in a pool yep Requiring you to be underwater for a couple minutes yeah. at a time. We did the underwater off. stuff at the swimming pool yep. at the, that was actually Sky, Tower, the Sky Tower. Pool. Oh, I yeah. love that Sky Tower pool. It's just awesome. <laughs> Welcome home, Jack. Of course, I love how you had uh, Sally's voice starts to change as yep. he's getting closer. Well, for her, the 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 facade is over at that point. You know, it's like there's no need to pretend anymore. Yeah, but she's the Ted is still portraying a Sally. Yep. Jack, you're doing the right thing. I don't know what you are or where you're from, but I'd like to tell you about something. You have an audience's understanding of sci-fi to to such a point now that we it allows for a line of, I don't know where you are, who you are, where you're from. Right. You know what I mean? It's, well, I you know, if we did I the 50s, my... it would be like, you're from Mars. Yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. Was... Well, the true mission of the Tet, Sally's overall mission to me I have my idea of what it is but I like that being something that the audience can ponder after the movie as to what ultimately the mission that Ted is it's obviously something beyond our understanding yeah and it's just going around collecting resources from different planets and goes in destroys it and right. it's a machine we're just, that's we're just going a fuel stop along the way from some other life form they send out Jack that's not the survivor you promised me no it's not. Now again, you look at Morgan's performance, he's looking around. Yep. You know, there was nothing we were shooting in a black room, and yeah. that might seem like a little thing, but as, a, as you know, the that moment of wonder. He's in the second, moment. You know what I mean? It's He's looking at it like, I... You know, in little moments when Julia opens the painting, but you yep. don't show the painting. No, not yet. I like that being a reveal for the, the next I shot. You, I am your god. I love doing this scene with Morgan. Fuck you, Sally. 
I love the look on Morgan's face right I there. Just, just, I know, I know. His choice there. You just, I, this is this explosion is so cool. Well, I love the idea. And that this rather than just blowing up, that it imploded oh, first. Oh, it's cool. It is very cool. Again, that shot over the drones going in to Nikolai. It's. Yeah. Jack swapped out, yep. obviously swapped out the bomb for the painting because she said it reminded her yep. home. Now, how important is this painting? How important is the location? It does give an, an emotion for the audience. Now, I wonder if I come to you at night in dreams, in the day, as memories. And of course, this is Jack 5-2, right? And his journey yep. starts. And I wonder if you see me when you look at her. If we have souls, they are made of the love we share. Again, at this point, you know that Julia is a survivor. Because we've set that up. Her character yep. has the strength to, to believe that she could survive on her own. Even through just her shooting the drone, her trying to kill, you know, in, in the Sky Tower, her yep. attempt to And what kill. she did at, at Raven Rock, even. I love this uh, shot, Joe. I searched for the house he built. There's 5-2. Again, the way this visual storytelling of the survivors come out first. So you see them, you're establishing them. Mm -hmm. And now Jack 5-2 comes. So right. it, 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 does, it tells that story of he found the survivors. Yep. They're the ones. They told him about Julia. Yep. You know, that she, she lived, was out there somewhere. That she was out there somewhere. You know. I am Jack Harper. And that final line is basically set up in the opening of the yep. film when he says, Earth is still my home. Jack... I can't shake the feeling that Earth is still my home. Hey, Joe, I just have to say, really, congratulations. I, you are so talented. And as I said, it's hard to believe this is your second movie. And I, it was such a, a great joy for me to work with you. A, a real honor. Well, thank you. I, I was constantly... Uh, amazed by what what you created the world you created claudia was unbelievable yeah. you guys are an incredible team darren did amazing you know i think it francis uh bruce fantastic editor you know you assembled such a tremendous crew i gotta thank the actors you know morgan olga andrea nikolai uh, melissa M melissa uh, small cast, but so every element, every yes. role that they they deliver. You know, and I, I want to thank all of Universal too for making this film. You know, when you Ronnie, 
Ronnie Meyer, Donna, you know, Adam Ferguson, Peter Kramer, Adam Peter. Yeah, I mean to make an original, um, an original science fiction movie. Come on, in an age where you know everything's I a mean, sequel story. Or yes, and Peter Chernin and Dylan, you know, a lot of love and hard work and detail, and and I know you know the crew. Barry, uh, radical, yes, you know, radical comics. Uh, Duncan Henderson, yep. incredible producer. Yep, Duncan. On a very kind of uh, difficult, you know, from a you logistical know, we, point of view. Yeah, and we did not have a massive budget and a, and an endless number of days. Uh, and it was the well, that's the challenge. That's what makes it fun. Is trying to figure out how do we do it within there, and it's within the, that framework. And and it really is a very, you know simple emotional story but and but the structure of the piece is one that that is uh, i thought really unique and it's so beautifully done joe that i you know even right from the beginning i was like man i've got to be part of this and i i loved every day uh making it well thank you i mean for me uh yeah getting a chance to work with you uh and uh this you know I try to surround myself with the, you know, the absolute best team I can, and obviously, a film like this takes thousands of people to put it together. And, yeah, but uh, it's your vision that we're going through and supporting. And for me, I learn every time I make a movie, and figuring out that story and what is, you know, and the way the film was made, it was we'd really talk about not just first viewing. It's a movie that. You know, with this kind of film, it has so many different layers to it that we're talking about story and how do we communicate it and how many, how much, what do we tell the audience and what don't we share with the audience and allow their participation. Mm -hmm. And I think that from everyone that uh, Carl Gadjusek, Carl Arndt, Carl, Carl Monahan, standing, yep, Arndt, Kep, who came in, yep, uh, I really respect and appreciate it, and it just. On every level, this, the mix of the film is incredible. Everyone up at Skywalker, and Anthony for the score. This this song he wrote for the end, I thought was just spectacular. With Suzanne Sunfor coming in to do the uh, the vocals oh, on man. it, really captured this kind of spirit of the film. Yeah, and with this kind of movie, it's the detail in your you know the Jack on Jack fight. I'll never do another fight like that again. It was no. so much fun to be able to do that. The scenes that I had to play. You know, the specificity of moments, you know, things like that, it just takes a lot of time. And it was constantly like, where are we in the story? What do you want communicated? Working on giving you a lot of room in the editing room to be able to cut and decide how. But it was always the two of us working together on, you know, making sure that you have those moments if you want to go to it. Uh, yeah, you have to have those choices. I mean, like you said, you 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 make the movie when you write it, you make it when you shoot it, and you make it again when you cut it. And and it each time you, there are surprises, and and the movie, uh, it changes. It it starts kind of speaking back to you at some point, and and kind of tells you what it wants yep. to be. And right from the beginning, also working with the studio, understanding all of us together, going, yes, this is the movie that yep. we want to make. This is the movie we're making. This is the one we want to make. And top to bottom, uh, Universal did uh, an extraordinary job yeah. all the way through marketing. Um, it was It's fun seeing how excited everyone was to work with you, make this film, and be, and be part of this whole experience. And yeah. it, it takes a village. 
to make it. It truly does. It takes a lot of people, and um, yeah, I'm so thankful to everyone who who worked on this movie. Um, Thanks, you know, buddy. at every level. Thank you, Putin. Thank it's you. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you very much.